This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. I'm just probably going to end up pistol whipping you. i got to be honest. Dude. That's, that's probably what's going to come out too. <laughs> so Kenny is now rooting for climate change and global warming. His son, Prince William. Would be next in line after him. Yes, and then now, his son is after him. Can it be similar to Game of Thrones where if William decided to murder Charles? First of all, nothing about it is like Game of Thrones. Let's just go ahead and say none of it has anything to do with any of that. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. All right, so I work for a pretty awesome company. They take really good care of us, and they're focused on not only trying to make us better as employees, but as people overall with weight loss programs and a free gym and all this kind of healthy initiative type of stuff they do. So back when the podcast was starting out in 2015, I got approached to attend a meeting for something called Toastmasters by the HR manager. Now, I had no idea what Toastmasters were, but I was pretty sure there wasn't going to be any butter or toasted bread. But when I asked my manager to explain the club, she said it was about becoming a better public speaker, but I would understand better after I actually attended the meeting. So as she was vague, I started asking coworkers about Toastmasters and if they have any idea what this public speaking course is all about. And I get various replies from, I have no idea, to, I think it may be about public speaking, to, I don't know, I've never joined, but I would never want to speak in front of coworkers or anybody. I'm terrified of public speaking. So as the meeting approached, I was nervous about this secret society that nobody seems to really know about, but I keep telling myself, this is about public speaking, you just started a podcast, get your ass in there and let's do this. So I go to that meeting that day, and I won't run you guys through the pomp and circumstance of a Toastmasters meeting because trust me, there's a lot of it, but they have a section called Table Topics where somebody asked general questions relating to the theme of the meeting, and that day's theme was heroes. And the person asking the questions says, tell me growing up, what hero did you want to be and why? And then she looks over at me and says, Shane, give us your answer. And for the very first story I had ever told in front of anybody else, I stood up and I told this Toastmasters, this is a trick question because I loved heroes growing up. I loved Batman because he was all about justice, but he wasn't afraid to break some justice eggs if he needed to. I loved Superman because he was all about truth, justice in the American way. And I loved Spider-Man because he was kind of a smart ass, but he got the job done. But I wasn't a millionaire with a bunch of gadgets, I wasn't an alien, and I hadn't been bitten by a radioactive spider. But when I was a teenager, some friends of mine started role-playing, and I got the opportunity to create my own hero. I came up with a guy named Shadow. I wanted to be a thief because I was very poor, like dirt poor, so I wanted a guy who could take what he wanted. I know about hard work and all that, but I was making my own superhero, and I wanted him to be whatever I wanted him to be. I wanted to skip ahead and go ahead and just get to where I wanted to be. I wanted to be fast and agile. I don't know if you know this, but I'm not the most athletic guy, and a hero that could jump around and outrun his enemies was an awesome idea to me. And he needed to have a very smart-ass mouth. Most of my childhood, I got spent being told I needed to shut up because adults were talking and mind my place. And when I could create my own hero, I wanted him to be able to say whatever he wanted to whoever he wanted to say it to and be able to back it up. Which brings me to the last quality I had. I wanted my own personal hero to be deadly with a sword. Because if anybody wanted to try and tell him to sit down and shut up and mind his own place, he needed to be able to explain to them by force if necessary why he didn't need to shut up. In fact, he needed to be heard. So I didn't want any to be any hero when I was growing up. 
I guess you could say I just tailor-made my own. When I got done telling the story, the very first story I'd ever told in front of other people, the crowd cheered just like they had for everybody else who'd gone before me, but there was something different about it. I could feel an energy from the crowd, and I was into this. This felt right. It felt right to be speaking in front of people, and without Toastmasters, I don't think now that I'm older would be the show that it became. I went on to complete the program, but I always thought back to the very first story I ever told and how it just felt right. Hey guys, welcome back to another week and Now That I'm Older, a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online, go to nowthatimolder.com or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like our badass Patreons, we're going to give right back to you. We just recently started Patreon-exclusive content, so go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder and sign up so you can get your extra now that I'm older. Also, you can go find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And you can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Tabletop Squadron, the 80s Then, 80s Now podcast, and the Smoke and Mirrors podcast. And this week on episode 155, we're going to talk about a lot of crazy stuff like how I discipline my dogs, we're going to talk about one of the craziest parties we've ever been to, and Kenny had the flu recently. So check it out. We'll be right back. So where's the office back at Division? You're in the office, baby. Going out. All right. So Kenny just told me about something that, um, I'll just go ahead and say it. It sounds pretty fucking gross, and it might get you popped in the face if you do it. But go ahead and explain it to everybody in the audience. No, that's an awesome practical joke. What you do is you get a, a spray bottle like they have at salons. Mm-hmm. You get it all the way to the tightest mist setting, so it makes the real fine mist when you spray it. And you go up behind somebody and make a cough noise and spray it at the same time, like off the back of their neck. So it's like... It like, makes them think that you just cough straight up on or them. Or sneezed on them, you mean? Or sneezed. Either one. You can do a cough or a sneeze. Oh. During <laughs> flu season, if you come up behind me and fucking spray me with some fucking spray bottle, there's a 50-50 chance you may get popped in the throat at work. Well, I didn't say do it to somebody who's your own size. <laughs> so now you want to go fucking pick on people who are smaller than you and spray them. <laughs> female or anybody who can't win a fair fight (laughs) tactics are tactics man know thy enemy before they attack so you're walking around at work that's the basic principle of the art of war is only attack people you know can't beat you Right, so you want to go and basically be so a bully if, if at work. you, me, and Bo worked in an office, I'd come to you and go, hey, Shane, watch this. <laughs> and you'd watch it and we'd laugh about it. No, I feel like I would go to management and explain to them that you were bullying Bo. <laughs> snitch? <laughs> oh, snitch-ass snitch? <laughs> Look, I can't handle the fact that you want to be this mean to him. Just I feel like somebody take, needs to take Take a up. note, audience, Shane will snitch on you. <laughs> He just flat out said, I could tell. <laughs> you said you would tell on me before. Don't lie. <laughs> no, I did not. I don't snitch. I don't want no stitches. Look, I don't know what's going Spray on. Spray bottle there. you next time I do the joke. 
I swear to God, if you ever spray me and do like a sneeze or a cough noise. You gotta do it right. You gotta squeeze it right as you make the sneeze noise so it covers the noise of the bottle. (coughs) You wanna get slapped at work? Because that's how you get slapped at work, ladies and gentlemen. That is exactly how you end up with, or you end up with a situation where somebody goes to management and you get somebody who's like, you try to pick on somebody who's all smaller than you and then they march into the fucking HR manager's office and they're like, can you pick on me? I didn't do anything. I don't know what they're talking about. They're delusional. So you're going to completely deny it. You're going to act like you're a 14-year-old kid and be like, I didn't do nothing. Straight lie. Like, <laughs> Kenny's the guy who's going to walk in, stand in there with his spray bottle in his hands. Again. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I don't I'm know what they're talking about. You have it on video? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't do shit then. <laughs> Kenny, we actually have you on camera doing it. That's somebody else. Ain't got me stealing boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't got me on, on camera. Um, I feel like that's a way you might get stabbed, dude. I really do. Like somebody at work might take it the wrong way. I don't pull pranks that are made for the weak heart. Dude, hold on. I just recently watched an episode of the first 48 where like this dude snapped at work. Like didn't just snap at work. Like he snapped to the point where they had him on camera at a hospital, like in the parking lot where him and this guy, his boss get in like this uh, confrontation and he gets up in the dude's face and he's like really getting in his face and shit like that. And they end up in a fist fight. And like he is wailing on this dude when another coworker comes over and pulls him off. He goes to his car, grabs a gun, comes back and guns us like he's chasing the dude across the fucking parking lot and that's, gunning him down as he's running. That's that's what's gonna nature. happen to you. That's if you keep on spraying people in the back of the neck <laughs> with a spray bottle at work, somebody's gonna be chasing you across the office. That's a little extreme. I don't think that's appropriate response. To a harmless break. That's what I'm saying, though, is within this video, within two minutes, as they went from the arguing. Person, as soon as the person turns around, you have to have the spray bottle held right there. And you have to give them your best Mentos smile. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, somebody's going to pull out a 22 and I'm be a char- chasing you I'm, across I'm the a, office. First of all, if you pull out a 22, I mean, I swear to God. If I hit you with enough 22 bullets, you will go down. I'm not going to let you hit me with a goddamn 22. You're obviously a dumbass if you're carrying a 22. So you're going to be a coward about pulling the trigger. There's going to be plenty of time to get a block on your hand. You better put that back in your purse. (laughs) (laughs) One of Gillette's best lines ever. I'm just saying, dude. If I hit you with enough 22 bullets, you're going down. Pull my nine millimeter and be like, what the fuck is that? I'm just probably going to end up pistol whipping you. i got to be honest. Dude. That's, that's probably what's going to come out too. Ah! <laughs> the joke! The joke! Uh, All I wanted to do is just play a practical joke at work and I got pistol whipped. <laughs> and later on well, that night. Which fish is going to be bigger for HR in that scenario? <laughs> later on that night is Nikki sitting in the police station <laughs> with you and I handcuffed to each other. And you've got a big gash over the top of your eye from where I pistol whipped you. You got bumps on your head before the police had to restrain you. He was still hitting him when we got there. I just came fucking unglued and lost my shit on All you. All over a spray bottle. It wasn't even funny. <laughs> Clearly it was funny. They <laughs> <laughs> have to separate us. Do it to your dad, kids. <laughs> Dude, you want to get your ass whooped? If you want to do it to get your ass whooped, do it to your mom. 
That's a quick way to get yourself. That's a quick way to get pistol whipped. That, that's a that's a fast lane to getting pistol whipped. The differences between my childhood and Shannon. Well, no, no pistol whipping ever, ever. Nobody ever pistol whipped me in my childhood. Okay, I mean, you're up there doing it to your parent is getting pistol whipped. Well. My, no, I'm saying if you have a gun toning parent, he may getting, pistol whip are you. Are things getting tense over there? And and what do you call your house? Camelot. Camelot. No, things are pistol whipping Christopher these days. I'm not pistol whipping anyone at the house. The only one who may be pistol whipping anybody is Piper. I feel like she may be pistol whipping some of the you're, other dogs. You're, you're out of control, dog. And she's not out of control. She's just she's a little bit control. rebellious. She's out of control. She's not out of control. She's she's, she's control. a maverick. Okay. She's not a maverick. She's out of control. My dog lives by her own rules is what happens. And the your problem dog, is. Your dog's out of control. The problem is I probably should set some more rules down. One of my. Uh, I think you need like the Dr. Phil dogs or something to come in there and be like, this is ridiculous. Uh, I can't believe this is going on in here. Do you call yourself a dog parent? Okay. <laughs> do you call yourself a dog parent? Because right do, now. It's ridiculous. Right now, you're not being a dog parent at all. Okay, you're just you're you're being a terrible dog owner. Do you understand, Shane? Okay, do you understand what you're doing to this dog? So, what would you do if you were training my dog? If you were coming over to try and whip I her? I wouldn't in have four dogs. <laughs> well, dude, again, let's say, oh, go, hold on, let, let let's change it up a little bit and say instead of waking up in your bow one day. <laughs> You wake up and you're me. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 You wake no. up and you're me. There's just way too much going on there. No. You got four dogs. Dude, I wake up and there's nothing but a cat that I have to worry about. And by worry about, I mean, I have to trip over him that morning. I feed him in the evenings once a day. His food lasts to the next day. He always has food in his bowl when I feed him. I have a procession of dogs that follow me from room to room if I'm at it's home like alone. It's like being a Catholic priest. You have a whole like ceremony you have to conduct. Some dogs run in the room before me to let everybody know I'm there. Some dogs trail behind me to like, you know, make sure that the rear is taken care of and everything like that. I have an entire fucking I have an entourage around my house when I walk around basically. Except for Vader, he really sincerely doesn't give a fuck about anything that's going on outside of laying down and taking a nap. That's all Vader gives a shit about these days. Vader is not involved in being part of the procession unless it's time to eat. Then he needs to be involved. He wants to be a part of running in there. And that's pretty much all he's interested in taking a nap and laying under the table. That's pretty much his whole thing. That's disgusting. This little rebel dog come in and just walk all over the rules I haven't let her walk all over the rules. She has this. If I was Turkish, I'd be playing at her death in her sleep. He was like, they raised me under these goddamn Caesar Milan regulations. And this dog comes in and it's just basically whatever the fuck she wants. That's that's how I'd look at it if I were in Turkish's shoes. First off, Turkish doesn't wear any shoes. Okay. (laughs) He could. Turkish is smart enough. He'd understand the whole principle. If Turkish could actually form syllables, Turkish could do taxes. I could see him having like you know like the uh, like boots with the weave wrapped around the calves, like the Japanese soldiers had in World War II, where it looks all binded up. I could see Turkish sporting that look. Why? Why? Why do you see know. Turkish as a Japanese he soldier? Because he seems very regimented. I don't know. I just I was thinking like Turkish in a three piece suit. He's like got the, glasses. the little Japanese navy hat, and he's all like looking out across the ocean, like cursing the gajin. <laughs> He's like, they will not come here and hurt our Japanese lands. Like in the background, it's all like, doo-doo-doo. and Piper's like the un 
disciplined American soldiers. She's Jack Burton, basically, who runs in and just wants to fuck shit up. Yeah, but I've always said in my household, Turkish is all about the rules. Penny is all about the love. And Piper's just there to fuck everything up. That's really all she gives a shit about. Piper's out of control. Piper's not out of control. Okay? She's out of control. Piper's a lovable dog. Who's out of control. Who gets to do... Who who could have a happier life if she knew some discipline. (laughs) So, I feel like you're trying to say that she's a great dog. Just the way she is. Unfortunate for her sake. She's in a bad... She's not in a bad... Dude, stop trying to paint it like it's Auschwitz over my house for this dog, okay? She's she's got no structure. She gets chicken and rice every fucking day. So, so she's like a fat, spoiled kid. She's not a fat, spoiled kid. She's not getting love, but she gets chicken and rice, so that makes it okay. Dude, she gets plenty of fucking love, trust me. No, she gets... gets, uh, uh, What's it called? Uh, Enabled. That's what she gets. Real love would be disciplined. You know what, dude? You're right. I feel like I feel like I'm I'm probably being too enabling. So going forward, when I bring you like cokes and stuff like that, hey, we're not talking about. We're gonna go ahead and switch over to the sugar free. This is human. This is human generation. We're gonna switch over to the sugar free. I'm a human. I don't need your structure, sir. When I come over, anytime I bring snacks, I want to make sure they're glutton free. If you bring any kind of sugar free shit in here, I'm gonna make sure I always get the fat free and the diet. Splendor for coffee. See, that's what you can do. If the if the cokes know, don't have any sugar cokes in them, aren't sweet enough, do not taste the same. Then add some Splenda. It's fine. Even no. though they just discovered that it causes cancer, and they're still selling it, you know, it's fine. I got my whole box right here. Go ahead, have have some. Whatever you used to last time we had coffee too. Dude, we had coffee one time in the studio. Kenny seriously buys a coffee pot for the studio. He calls me up like he's made this huge purchase for the studio. It was twelve ninety nine. He goes, he goes, dude, make sure to grab some Splenda. And some coffee filters. I've got coffee. We're going to make some fucking coffee when you get here. And I was like, okay, dude, like this is a serious thing. Like the studio has got a fucking coffee pot. This is real. Like we're making we this into a realistic a studio. Pot. We made coffee that day. <laughs> we were both wired out of our fucking minds by the end of it. Cause we brewed two pots of coffee and both drinking in small cups. And by the time we're done with it, we're like, Oh my God, dude, Jesus Christ. I feel like I did an eight ball of coffee. You did eight ball of coffee. So you know what an eight ball feel like. No, of coffee. That's See, what I holding back from you guys in the audience once again. Hey, never did anything wrong, girl. I never has did no anything. fun stories to tell. She's oh, I have plenty of fun stories to tell. There's just some about that I other people. No, I have plenty of fun stories to tell about myself too. Mm-hmm. I've told plenty of stories. Uh-huh. Amazingly detailed stories of my life. Mm-hmm. There are just some details that I choose to hold. You know. <laughs> See, hold back. So what are you gonna say? Hold you hold him? You hold to keep together? Why you don't have a bond with the audience? Okay, James Bond. Go ahead and tell us one of your stories where you're not holding. We tell my stories all the time. No, no, no. I feel like we need I feel like if you're gonna share and you're gonna talk about how I need all to right. show me how all it's right. done. I had the flu last week, right? Okay. It was such a bad flu that I shit myself not once or twice. <laughs> That's fucking right. You told me this on the phone. Yeah, shit myself two different times with this flu. I shit myself one time. I had diarrhea with a severe cough. It's not a fun thing. (laughs) I shit myself one time at the beginning of the flu. And you know what I'm talking about when you're like, you know that you're getting sick and you've like all day had a weird cough. So you eat Chinese food. (laughs) I ate some, I want to say it was. um, I can still eat regular food. Mongolian (laughs) beef. That's what it was. It was Mongolian beef. And I went over to uh, David's house. We're all sitting around fucking hanging out and shit. And I think I had a couple <laughs> beers and I'm sitting there like everything's fine. Like 
you know, just chilling, you know, just a, a normal, like not even getting drunk, just like chilling, hanging out. And I'm sitting there and I trusted a fart. And that was the wrong move while I'm sitting there because I'd eaten the Mongolian beef. I've been coughing weird all day. And I felt it as soon as it happened. And I got this look on my face where nobody else knew what was going on, but it was DEFCON 5 right that moment because I had shit myself at David's house. And it wasn't a lot, but it was like, I have to go home right now, guys. Bye. And they're like, is everything okay? I'm just like, that's exactly the way I felt all the way home. Number one was on the way home the first day I realized I had the flu. Was it like a full on or was it like it just was like a it was like just a little squirtle. <laughs> it was, but I mean it was enough. It was there. It wasn't like an in and outer. Thank God we give the fucking the we give the fucking warning at the beginning of the show because this is just terrible. But it, it's something that driving, happens now that you get older. Yeah, I was driving and I had to, I was trying to get home so bad because I felt so horrible. And I I coughed really hard and I just felt it. It was like uh <laughs> I still got like <laughs> oh man and my story was really bad huh my story was really uh, gross i didn't say it was good but better the second one it was just trying to make it there in time while i was in the middle of the flu where i'd like been in bed for a day and a half the flu is something that seems to just when the flu hits you correctly, not sure what i was shitting except my innards because <laughs> i hadn't eaten in two days but when the flu hits you correctly, and for some reason this flu is like someone that beats you up in the alley and takes your money. Like this, this, this. And it's honestly, in this situation, a mathematical formula. And sometimes the diaphragm beats the sphincter. <laughs> That's just all there is to it. You cough so hard and you're like, oh God, there's nothing I can do. It's coming. It's coming. Oh God. My balls so tired already from holding this diarrhea back. Oh, and there's so many people right now that are so fucking sick with the flu and just so upset about how, like, it's the whole family. It's not just one or two people who get it these days. Apparently, it's taken down, like, whole families and shit. <coughs> it's There's taken people- down, like, California. <laughs> Well, California has their own problems. Like they don't have enough water and shit. I mean, there's there's all sorts of shit. They're, the whole state's the on part fire. Part of the state's on fire, and the other half is having mudslides. <laughs> it feels like that Tool song is, like, slowly coming to pass and shit. Like, learn to swim. Like, I don't know what's happening out in California. Our, our elevation is, like... 1200 feet so we're like good we, we get we're good we might even have more valuable property <laughs> <laughs> so kenny is now rooting for climate change and global warming just to say, basically swarm see, let's just say if you see by buying a property on the piedmont line <laughs> there's a line in georgia where vegetation changes just so you will know it's where the old coastline used to be yeah <laughs> yeah so so you're saying we're going to start a venture <laughs> now that I'm older now, ventures. Now that I'm older, Capital Investments has its first plot. <laughs> this is how Lex Luthor was supposed to be Jesse Eisenberg, you fucking douche. So we've gone from talking about shitting ourselves to now becoming Lex Luthor in the Atlanta real estate market. Lex Luthor should be the smartest guy in the room in almost every situation. So you're saying he shouldn't be the craziest guy in the room. He shouldn't be trying to imitate Heath Ledger's version of the Joker <laughs> blatantly. Um, I feel like there's just so much wrong with the whole DC world that it just it almost doesn't merit a response. I haven't, I haven't seen Justice League yet. I haven't either. I'm waiting for it to come out like a pay-per-view or Fang Daniel. Uh, um, to me, it just feels really weird that something like, like I'm super excited about Black Panther coming out. I want to go to the theater. I want to see it. I want to experience it. 
And when Justice League was in the theaters, I was like, I don't know. I don't um, think you're black enough to get a Black Panther in the theater. What now? I don't think you're black enough. I'm not black enough to go see this Black Panther. This is a special occasion for, spe- for, for people. Hold on. Hold on. I just finished watching Luke Cage. Okay. I am plenty <laughs> black enough <laughs> to go see Black that's Panther. That's like some of my best friends. Some of my best friends watch Luke, Luke Cage. Um, wow. <laughs> I'm just saying I think you need to let this one be for, for, for the community. Shut the fuck up, dude. I'm going to see Black Panther in the theater. Okay, this isn't like I Wonder mean, Woman where they're going to keep me out. Some people are wearing, like, suits and shit. Like, this is a serious thing for the community. They're wearing, like, panther suits? And you're, they're not wearing panther suits. They're wearing, like, tie and shirt suits. So they're getting dressed up to go to the movies. Goddamn right we're getting dressed up to go to the goddamn movies. We're getting dressed up. So I mean, you're wearing a suit and tie to the movies when you go. I mean, I got So it. you can look like the guy who just came from a meeting and decided I, to go to a movie. I got to honor my people. I mean, yeah. Honor what people, Kenny? What are you I, even I fucking honor, talking about? I have honorary cookout rights. What does that even mean? You don't even know about the cookout. This motherfucker don't know about the cookout, y'all. You're definitely not invited to the cookout. Is it in somebody's house? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Def- it definitely is not inside. You definitely don't know how our cookouts are. It's going to be at the community center, I promise, <laughs> where anybody can have them for free in the pavilions. <laughs> so it's not going to be at anybody's like local pool. You don't have much to tear up your damn house. You can have it at your house. <laughs> <laughs> like that one party we went to when the banister got ripped down by you. <laughs> I that shit like a gorilla. Okay, I'll go ahead and tell you guys, this is probably the most epic party I've ever been to, and we're going to get further into it here in just a second, but right now we're going to run to a quick promo break, and when we get back, we're going to explain exactly how crazy this party got, where Kenny ripped a banister down and chased a dude around a car after he dented his car for him, so check it out, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is JD from the In Session Film Podcast. Every week on our show, you can join my co-host Brendan and I as we review the latest films that's out in theaters. It also inspires us to discuss a top three list of some sort, and we have a lot of other fun movie discussions as well. It's always a blast. And we also have a show on Fridays called our Extra Film Podcast. This is a show that gives us the space to talk about the latest indies and art films and other classics that we normally just don't get to talk about on our main show. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and more. In fact, you can just see everything about us, including our social medias at InCessionFilm.com. So join us every week. We'd absolutely love to have you. What's up, guys? Have you ever wished that you could have extra now that I'm older? Well, now you can because this month we've kicked off our Patreon-exclusive content over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older with stuff like this. There's a couple of libertarians that are just fucking nuts, but the rest of us are pretty sensible. We like having police and fire trucks and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? Now that I'm older, disavows any sort of assassination attempt towards any sitting party member of any... I'm not saying I encourage anybody to do it, but I might clap for you if you Any governmental office whatsoever. These are clips that only our Patreon subscribers get to hear, so head over to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up so you can get some extra now that I'm older in your life, too. What I was looking for, I'd fall under your spell. Tanner, where are you going? I'm setting booty traps. Booby 
traps. That's what I said, Sam. Setting booby traps in case of anybody's following us. Like if we toes, so we can hear them coming. Hey there, fellow podcast fans. Do you love comic books and especially Swamp Thing? Get out of the bayou. So do we. Come check out the Parlopod Show, the world's only podcast dedicated to the muck-encrusted mockery of a man himself, Swamp Thing. This is some serious arcane audio. We also have a sister show, Splurch, where we dive into the world of comics and all the crazy aspects of life. Give us a listen at Parlopod.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, our YouTube YouTube channel, visit our site, parlapod.com, and consider supporting our Patreon for some really cool rewards and exclusive content. Check us out on podcastradionetwork.net every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Join the conversation on Twitter by following at Parlapod. We'll see you in the swamps. Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Stupid as stupid does, Miss Blue. <laughs> we went to a house party. I said free drinks. And I was like, ah! We went to a house party where the dude legit closed off his kitchen and hired two bartenders to tend bar for the night. And, like, they nobody was allowed in the kitchen to get their own drinks. So they start yelling out free drinks. Kenny comes from the basement. <laughs> it's a multi-level house. By this point, he has been blackout drunk for about the last hour. <laughs> no, I'll still remember this part. It's yeah, like, you still I wasn't remember. there yet. Okay, let's put it this it way. It was right after this. Let's put it this way. Kenny is to the point right at this point right now where he would get loud in a public situation. <laughs> Not to where he would fight somebody just yet, but to where he would get loud and make a huge fucking scene. Everybody knows that point <laughs> I'm talking about where you're just loud enough. I don't fucking care. Won't you come over and say that to me? Or climb up a wall like you're a member of So the somebody X-Men. screams fucking free drink. So Kenny comes <laughs> from the bottom of this split-level house, grabs the banister between the two floors. This is a 300-pound man, y'all. <laughs> At this point, probably 280, 300. Grabs the banister, jumps it like he's a fucking like it's hardcore parkour and shit. This is a it's a split level house, so I'm three stories below. And he's trying to hoist himself up by this fucking banister. Yeah, and he gets up over it, and then it collapses under the weight of his body and fall and like it's seriously. You fixed it, dude. Josh called me the next day and was fucking like, dude. I set it back where it went. Yeah, it was one of those things where like you break something at somebody's house and you put it back on the that's table somebody who in two pieces. That's and you're somebody like, that's fine. Who Facebook friend friends suggest me all the time, and I'm like, hey, I'm not, I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> um, there's a certain um level of let's just leave that the fuck alone when it comes to going to someone's house. This dude is also somebody who invited like 50 people to a party and ended up with like. 1,200 people showing up to his house. Oh, dude, I went up that wall like a gorilla. <laughs> this is a part. This was a party that went viral before anybody knew what the fuck going viral meant. <laughs> like, legit, it was a MySpace invite. Like, he sent it out and said, hey, we're having drinks, and we're going to have a band, and my band played at the thing. Open bar. And he the gave- magic words were spoken. This is the party. If you guys haven't heard it, I actually told a story about ending up uh, falling asleep on the pavement. Because I got so hammered at this party. I want to say I drank something like... I chased a guy around a car. I I was I remember snippets of Kenny being drunk in the car after this party. 
being so fucking drunk that he is yelling about beating this guy's ass <laughs> because he wouldn't shake his hand after Kenny had chased him around a car after he was so blackout drunk he couldn't even remember this part. But in the car, he's just like, I'll fucking kill the guy. So I'm waking up because I'm already drunk. I had gotten so drunk I passed out in the street on the ground. <laughs> My wife has ushered me in the car. And I have flashes of Kenny like, I'll fucking kill this guy. And then waking up and Kenny being asleep. <laughs> and then waking back up. And Kenny being fucking losing his mind. I'll kill I'll flip his car over on him. I woke up, man. Kenny went to sleep and woke up like three times on the way home. My wife gets us home, gets us in the bed, and she's like, just, just go to fucking sleep. Just please go to fucking sleep. <laughs> Didn't you end up having to pay for that guy's car? No, we just popped the, the dead out of the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. He didn't want to deal with me anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, I did chase him down and make him shake my hand at one point <laughs> after I speared him. <laughs> this is the party that you go to, and you hear about it from somebody else. Like, it's a friend of a friend of a friend, and you end up there. And then after you end up there, one of the core members of the party, the people who were invited to the party originally, rolls across your car after already ripping the banister down inside the house, Duke's a hazard slid across the <laughs> And now the hood of your car is dented. And now this guy, six foot tall, 280 pounds, chasing you around your car after he dented your car and you got mad because you won't shake his hand. That was our you 20s, ladies and gentlemen. I wasn't That's chasing a perfect him. synopsis of our 20s. Chasing him. Because he wouldn't shake my hand at first. He could have just declined, but when I stuck my hand out for him to shake it, he jumped back into a fight stance. And then out of my drunken state, I went to, okay, let's go mode. So you went from the peacemaker to Charles Bronson, like immediately. Yeah, I was being generous to be a peacemaker. <laughs> he should have taken that offer. So as soon as he went to a defensive <laughs> or to an offensive stance, you were like, okay, ah! motherfucker, let's go. <laughs> like whatever it was in your head, it flipped that last lever. That makes you go from being a normal drunk to being a really angry drunk. <laughs> and there's always that to one the lever. There's always that one lever for everybody that somebody says something that pushes you over that point. And you either get in a fight or he have to be like restrained. A skinny dude, too. And skinny dudes who try to fight me just piss me off. It's like, this is not the WWE. This is not going to go your way. There's a reason in real fighting competitions, there's weight classes. Because if I hit you hard enough. Swear to God, little man, you hit me, I'm going to break you down. I'm just going to grab you and do, I'm going to hurt my hand because I'm just going to beat you into the wall. (laughs) I hate punching somebody in the face. I really do. I'd much rather grab you by the back of the head and just run your head and shit. Dude, I'd probably kick you a lot. If you and I got in a fight, I'd probably kick the shit out of you. You kicked me, I'd yank your legs so hard. <laughs> I'd kick the fuck out of your legs, dude. <laughs> you, would, you, would think, you would think in your head it's going to look all cool. <laughs> Fall on my ass. Ah! <laughs> I kicked string about half as far as you thought it was. And your foot's just going to be hanging out there. She could grab it and pull <laughs> And then I'm laying on the ground. You pulled my groin muscle. I didn't do shit. Why did you fucking <laughs> kick me, you asshole? <laughs> that would be a good idea. That might be a good clip for the show. I'm going to fucking kill you, dude. And then you start kicking me. <laughs> no, you grabbed my foot and you pulled my groin muscle. <laughs> 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 
Kenny's recently taken up smoking cigarettes. I had the flu, asshole. I don't smoke cigarettes. That's gross. Okay, whatever. I'll never smoke cigarettes again. Cigarettes are fucking gross, dude. I, I, I'm in my entire life, five cigarettes. I know you can't say the same thing, but you did go through, like, you had the weirdest, like, on a, you had a um, college girlfriend relationship with cigarettes. I had, where, like, I had you guys a, would be hot and heavy for like six months. No, I had a social smoking habit. That's what I'm saying, dude. But when you first started, you got like really into smoking in the beginning. Like, you guys were hot and heavy together, and then you took like no, three months smoked, off. I never smoked like a pack of weed. No, there was a couple times you smoked like three packs a day. No, there was ever, ever. I'm too much. Uh, that shit would hurt my throat. I'd be all like, eh. I remember you smoking three packs a day, dude. Don't yeah, lie to the that audience. That never happened. Don't lie to the audience, dude. You used to fucking roll your own cigarettes when you couldn't. I hardly them. ever smoked, period, unless I was around other people that smoked. That I smoke. I fucking hate smoking. I always have. When I was a kid, you had to just live with that. See, we, I didn't have any smokers in my household because they had children. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it sound like my family had no fucking regard for the air quality around their family. Uh, none. I, I thought <coughs> stupid flu. I thought there was stuff like um, Dracar Noir, Brute for Men, and then Winston was just like a smell that also went on people. <laughs> like, oh god, Winston's are horrible, dude. So many people in my family just smoked the or Marlboro Reds. Oh like, god, those are cowboy killers. Oh, yeah, not the lights, the Reds. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just, and it, you would just sit around. They would drink coffee, smoke cigarettes, and we'd watch the news. And that was like the most, every time we'd go to my grandmother's house, it was the most miserable existence unless there was a cousin there. Because if there was a cousin there or Stephen was with me, we could go play and get out of the cloud of smoke that was in the living room. It's funny that you bring this up because I was watching The uh, Crown on Netflix. Okay. And it's the story of, of like Queen Elizabeth when she became queen, the current queen. Okay. And uh, back then in the 50s, like the king smoked, like the king of England. Like the most high class person in the whole world, and like smoked in like Buckingham Palace, like it was nothing. Like these beautiful like rooms that were you know centuries old with all these artworks, and they're just smoking in there like it's fucking the knees bees. Of course, he died of lung cancer. Of course, <laughs> and everybody in the royal family who smoked died of lung cancer, except for Queen Elizabeth, because she was all like. This is gross. These <laughs> <laughs> people are nasty. <laughs> you know you smell nasty. And now right? she's like the longest living monarch ever in the history of ever. <laughs> I have no knowledge of how the royal family works and all that shit. So who's next up after her? Uh, Prince Charles, the, the, the current pr- cool prince's dad, Diana's ex Oh, so he would be up next in line? Yeah, he's already like in his 60s. So can someone, is this? His son, Prince William. Would be next in line after him. Yes, and then now, his son is after him. Can it be similar to Game of Thrones, where if William decided to murder Charles. <laughs> First of all, nothing about it is like Game of Thrones. Let's just go ahead and say none of it has anything to do with any of that. Or the royal family, this is the best way to put it. The royal family is... The dignified part of government and the parliament who actually runs everything is the government part of government (laughs) is what they call the, uh, what they call legislative branch, not legislative branch because it's also the prime minister's executive too. It's the uh, practical government. Okay. So they have all the power, but the monarchy gives it meaning. 
So like the queen still gets all these updates and stuff like that, but then also it worked two way. It worked both ways. Like the parliament has to approve who the royal family can marry, and they used to be able to tell them, "No, you can't marry that person." That's why uh, Queen Elizabeth's uncle abdicated the throne to her father. Uh, let me ask you a question: Is it? Um, is there? He, he any- was salty as fuck in the in the show. <laughs> He was salty as fuck about being the ex king. Really? Oh yeah. So it, was a, it turns is, out he was like a Nazi sympathizer. Holy shit, dude! That's so. There's a whole lot going yeah, on. So on you show, know how basically. like you know how like Alfred is. Okay. The Queen's got like ten Alfreds. <laughs> All like Michael Caine Alfreds or yeah, my, like, Jeremy Irons Alfred. Dude, a little bit of both. Like these motherfuckers will handle some shit. Or what about Gotham? And Alfred? they don't ever show Gotham. It, it's the cartoon Alfred. Okay. The ones that don't show any emotion. They can do the fucking computer. Like they can the fucking hand to hand all The main it. guy's name is Tommy. Tommy knows everything. Oh, so. oh he's got the hammer, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy's like the main nigga. He knows everything. He knows what's happening. He's he's helped like three generations of the kings. So this king, this was really a big deal when our, like, our grandparents were kids. Because the king of England just quit. <laughs> he was like, if I can't marry this chick because she's divorced then I'll just quit being king. And everybody's like, all right, quit being a king. They thought, who's really going to quit being king? And he did. And that's when Queen Elizabeth's father, King George, the 28th or something, <laughs> became king. And he was never supposed to be king. It should have been King Edward's heir, but he didn't have an heir because he was only king for like 150 days or some shit. Like he never got sworn in, like for his little uh, what do they call it when you become king? Coronation. Yeah, he never had a coronation. Let me let me. They didn't it. let him come to Queen Elizabeth's coronation. They were salty as fuck about it. <laughs> he was salty. His mother, who was the queen's grandmother, like Queen is really into the show. This is amazing. <laughs> I was like, this is so crazy because we have no kind of royal King family. Is explaining you try to be show. a royal family. No, we have a royal family. It's the Kennedys. That's the closest we ever got. To They're nothing a royal like family. this, dude. No, not really. One I don't sh- know. When they gave the fucking daughter the uh, the lobotomy, then that's a little <laughs> that's a little off kilter. See, they wouldn't do that in the royal family. They would just send you to Scotland. So, well, they send, is it where <laughs> that's where you send people who are in trouble in the royal family? I don't know. <laughs> that's what they do there. <laughs> so, so they never gave anybody a lobotomy in the royal yeah, family. Queen Elizabeth became queen at a very young age because her father died of lung cancer because he's so like a damn chimney. So they were about to let her uncle come back. He wanted to come and serve the country. He had, can't go into England without permission. He couldn't get returned to England without permission from Parliament. It's That's like our friend's dad in Pennsylvania. I think not go into Pennsylvania at all. Very similar, yes. So he came back a couple times for like the funeral and stuff like that. And he's married to this American woman who has like two ex-husbands. And that's why the church, when you're the king or queen, you're also the head of the Church of England. So you're like the Pope, too, to English people. <laughs> Kenny, I feel like we've really derailed into fucking Shut royal up. family talk. Like, like you're ex- you're that dude who's explaining the entire show to me. And he's like, Shut up! This is amazing. Let me get to the Nazi part. Let me get to the good part. The Nazi part gets right here, and then the part about Tommy, <laughs> Tommy it, and the Nazis. Dude. So anyway, the king wants to come back, and he wants to volunteer, and they're thinking about letting him be the ambassador of France. Okay. Okay. Cool job. I would love to be an ambassador. We'll get to more of that later. 
No, we won't. I promise you we won't. <laughs> if you're going to elect your president, that's what I want. I'll be the ambassador <laughs> to some cool place. Like, not France, though, but like Monaco. I want to make Kenny the ambassador to like Rhode Island. <laughs> I swear to God. Man. I swear to God. <laughs> Croatia. <laughs> ah! Transylvania. So they, they're thinking about letting him do it. And they get this. Uh, Romania. The, they find this this uh, buried Nazi stash and it's got Slovenia. this paperwork in it. And it says that Edward, while King George had taken his place, was a sympathizer to the Nazis, and there was a plan to put him back in as king after he had quit. But he'd be a Nazi plant. But he'd be a Nazi king. Hail I mean, Hydra. Right. Hail Hydra. <laughs> so they're like, oh, this paperwork's all this and that. So the queen calls up old Tommy because he had just retired. Tommy's like Alfred from Batman. Like Tommy's Aaron from 24. Yes. Same thing. He, he's got shit down. And they're like, so what's this all about? And he was like, and you never see Tommy like hesitate. So, you know, some serious shit's about to be dropped. Well, it turns out they were so worried about the Prince Edward or whatever his name was, King Edward, that they stopped giving him his intelligence reports because the Nazis were starting to get the same reports that he was getting. So they literally had to cut the king off because he was a Nazi sympathizer and was going to totally sell out England for Hitler. I, I feel like there's some parallels <laughs> <laughs> right now that are going on. I'm not going to go any further with that. But yeah, I just feel like, like he was unfit. Like, it's like somebody else who's unfit for office. Like someone, let's say someone was in office and didn't have the common sense to understand that he doesn't have a huge button on his needless, desk where he can nuke the country. He was to say the queen said, you're the fuck out of here, no. <laughs> you can't be no ambassador. You take your ass back to America. Can't even be the ambassador to like Croatia. I'm that would be the ambassador to like Tahiti. <laughs> no, Croatia, probably. Why? Um Slovenia. No, dude. Yugoslavia. <laughs> you could be a mean. Could be a mean right now. <laughs> Georgia. No, I really in live Russia. in Georgia. <laughs> in Russia. <laughs> is it worse, Georgia? <laughs> and you have to worse, move to Georgia. Which Georgia? Worst Georgia? <laughs> There's Georgia and worst Georgia. That's all there is. This to Georgia it. ain't never been invaded by Russia, so <laughs> I won't go to that Georgia. That's where you have to live now. No. You're an ambassador. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Decline. All right. Well, we're gonna cut this one off here. Ambassador Baldwin. <laughs> ambassador Baldwin. That's right. To Georgia. To Tahiti. To worst Georgia. Tahiti. Part of the Tahiti project. <laughs> To, to Aruba. <laughs> Slovenia. No. Goddamn. How do you do, dude? I wonder if I see you again. Wouldn't miss the semis. Oh, How yeah? things been going? Oh, you know, strikes and gutters, ups and downs. Sure, I've got you. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. Well, take care, man. Gotta get back. Sure. Take it easy, dude. Oh, yeah. I know that you will. Yeah, well, the dude abides. <laughs> the dude abides. I don't know about you, but 
I take comfort in that. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, guys, this has been another episode of Now That I'm Older. I'm here with Kenny. He's decided I'm just taking off my headphones off. off. I, have to go. I just told you. I got dirty drawers. We're not still talking about your underwear, Kenny. What the hell? You read the Bible, Greg? Yes! Well, there's this passage I got memorized. Sort of fits this occasion. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee.